Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the host never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Lance and Holly, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Lance and Holly. And welcome back. Hello. It's been, this is more than a minute. Do you realize it's been a month? Okay. It's been a month. So, uh, th- so those that have been ri- writing in or wondering where we are. We've been busy. It's, it's, uh, we've been busy. So we, we actually have a few moments in between everything else that's going on. Um, to, so when you say busy, what's busy mean, Holly? Well, we've just been gone. And when we're gone, this is not at the forefront of my life. So, yeah, we've just been out of town and mm-hmm. doing our thing. And So for uh, those keeping score, uh, this is October now. And what are your feelings on October, Holly? I love Halloween, but I hate the change in the weather. I hate, <laughs> I hate the fact that it's going to be cold here and it's going to basically rain should set in here momentarily and not leave mm-hmm. until the end of June. All right. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Yeah. You're uh, not a fan of... Uh, but I do love Halloween. And I love Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And then... That's the price you pay. Yeah. That's so factual. I even bought you a um, sweatshirt that says, yes, I'm cold, 24-7. For the next nine yeah. months. It's so. almost like being pregnant, but more miserable. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so people have been uh, messaging, uh, tagging us in in, um, in Facebook groups, and, and so all. are these all just Facebook groups that you're a part of? Because I don't hear shit until right now. Yeah, some of it. Okay. Well, some of it's Reddit. Uh, some of it's yeah. You well, you're only going to be aware of Facebook groups, dental Facebook groups, if you join dental Facebook groups. But you fucking hate dentists and dental and Facebook groups. Therefore, pick your poison. So yeah. I have uh, collected some um, some questions or scenarios or or whatnot, and and I um, purposely didn't share some with you because I, I wanted to get the uh, um, reaction. Okay. Uh, I didn't want a canned uh, response. So um, let's see. This is this was from uh, three weeks ago. Um, okay, so here, here's a scenario uh, from a, a dental group that um, I think I may actually have um, shared this with you or, and got a little bit of reaction and I thought, okay, well, let's stop talking. I, I think let, let's go. So this person says, just thought this post might help someone. Located in Elk Grove, California. I think that's a suburb of Sacramento. We were looking at a third practice to purchase that was much smaller and seemed like a decent risk reward from the broker's info given to me. The red flag started early, but I was hopeful. Okay, I already have one red flag. Why oh. do you want more than one practice? <laughs> I figured we'd circle back to it, but yeah, that one jumped right out at me. Red like, flag. So uh, did it ever occur to you to be multiple practice owner, multiple location owner? No. Because at one point we started down the path of having a place out by where we lived and I was going to have two locations. It was yeah, just satellite. Then- and then we watched how things transpired at the grocery store. We couldn't get out of the grocery store in under two hours, and we weren't anybody's dentist. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it honestly, I think had the deal, it, it fell through, and it was, I was a little bummed at first. Um, and then, in hindsight, not not long after, because uh, it was it was one of those things where I realized that where we live, we were in a town called Maple Valley, Washington. That's uh, just a bedroom community outside of a great of, place to raise kids. It, it's it's awesome, but it's about a half hour drive from everybody else, everything else. Uh, so a lot of you're driving along a river and in the woods, and then finally you're at this city, and it's mostly just where people sleep because they work in Seattle, and um, school district is great. Um, there were a lot of neat things. And I, I looked, and I'm like, wait, population of like 14,000 people, and there were two dentists or two dental offices. I thought, holy shit, the ratio, this is prime for, for picking. Deal fell through, and within one, maybe two years, suddenly there were eight more practices. And so everybody else had the exact same idea I had. But these are all people going after the same thing, trying to be doing profies on soccer trying moms. Trying to be everybody's dentist. Uh, and then the last thing I want to do is see kids and moms and profies. Because and let me tell you, out in Maple Valley is every single Karen you ever met. Yeah. It's, it's the land of Karens. Yeah. So, um, and the tiger mom. Yeah. There's all that. Okay. So red flag started early. The first flag was a busy schedule with the dentist doing her own hygiene, but also seeing two columns of restorative during the day. The staff listed was a dentist, DA, RDA, and RDAEF. I'm assuming it's an extent. Ex, you know, we call them EFTAs here. The EFTA is in one day a week only, and in California, EFTAs can restore preps, etc. I assume this dentist was a rock star because I've seen some outliers really produce. The next flag came when asking for the current AR report, and it showed only about $800 current and only $8,000 past 90 days. Now, this practice isn't fee-for-service and is very heavy PPO, Dentical office. I think Dentical is like Medicaid. Oh. Um, and does about forty to 50000 a month. Do they have a second set of books or something? Uh, well, we'll get there. The first AR report couldn't be correct. So during our two weeks to do our due diligence, we learned that the selling dentist's daughter was a foreign-trained dentist trying to get a license in the States, and I was instantly concerned. My concerns were proven correct when my office manager on Friday went there to run the reports on Dentrix, and the husband was very defensive during the whole ordeal, and even told my manager they let their daughter treat patients they can trust. You know, yeah, shocking. We also discovered that their Dentrix reports showed patient credits of $97,000, which they said was wrong. Then we discovered the practice they sold five years ago that is located about 25 minutes, maybe miles, that they have a lot of patients that came over after the sale. Turns out they don't collect copays as a way to reward those patients for leaving. I'm not making any of this stuff up. It was just more and more shocking. We ran away from this deal super quick. I informed the broker of my findings and hope he drops the listing, but who knows. My wife pointed out that some young hungry grad might just jump at this type of thing and not ask the right questions or get good counsel on what to look for. Go slow and listen to your instincts early is my advice. Uh, practice listed for three ninety five in contract for three seventy five collect six twenty three seventy collect six twenty five last year. And there's when you don't use grammar, I get confused on what you're trying to say. Um, so they produced 625, collected 390, and the doctor's take-home is 390? 
Well, the practice is listed for three ninety five. Okay. Okay. Uh, three seventy five collect or or uh, collect six twenty five last. Ah, who knows? Probably produced six twenty five, collected three seventy five. But that if their AR is only nine thousand dollars, meaning yeah, I, but if they have patients that have a credit for ninety seven thousand, then it equals out. And but unless you're looking for that, you're not going to find that out until it's too late. And then, uh, how much of that was from an unlicensed dentist or from questionable billing uh, is up to the next sucker or the dental board to find out. So. So the I, yeah, I think the reason I, I saved this one was because we do have listeners, and we we have some listeners that are in dental school that don't know what to do when they get out, and probably uh, I don't know if you knew that you probably don't know this uh, dental insurance that doesn't exist. The companies like Delta are sponsoring dental schools. Oh, I know. Like the auditorium at, at Michigan is named the Delta Auditorium. Um, you notice it's not Delta Insurance uh-huh. Auditorium; it's just Delta. Yeah. Um, so, I think there's a lot of people being, a lot of dentists being produced right now in the states that uh, are have no idea the type of dentistry that's out there. Uh, they're fee for service versus PPO versus. Well, okay, so DSO. Stop right there. Okay. This is where I'm getting really hung up on are all these people that are one that are labeling themselves fee for service. Mm-hmm when they aren't fee-for-service. Fee-for-service means you're not dealing with insurance and that the patient is paying you 100% up front. I would say 90% of the offices that say that they're fee-for-service aren't. Right. So stop saying you're fee-for-service. Yeah. Just because you want to sound bougie to all your friends, you're not. Well, and, and some of these groups are people that want to learn how to become fee-for-service. Which is So fine. they're not there yet. So don't call yourself fee-for-service until you're there. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of them will say, "Well, I I I have fee for service. I'm fee for service, but I take a couple insurances." Then you, you're not, and we fill you out. You might not be insurance driven, but you're if still you're filling not, out claims, you're still not fee for service. You're not fee for service. It, it's got to be you pay me cash, and the patient can do whatever the hell they want with with their insurance. But if you're doing the claims for them as a courtesy, then you're not fee for service. Just, well, like I do medical claims for our patients as a courtesy. But I don't do anything else with them. Mm-hmm. I file them for a reimbursement for the patient. That's it. Yeah. If if everybody's trying to get refunds for the patient, because if you're accepting assignment of benefits, you're not fee for service. Right. And ninety percent of them are accepting assignment of benefits. So, um, any other red flags there? If there was a dental student that doesn't know any better, what what are they? What would they look for? Because well, if we were to, if today, if we were going to buy a practice today, you'd shoot me. So that aside. What, what would we look for? Well, the numbers have to make sense. You have to look at the, the thing that caught me were the credits. Why do these people have seventy ninety seven thousand dollars in credits? It was something, some sort of reward for them to have left the, the previous office. So that's the other thing. This person's selling a practice. Where are they going? What's well, your non-compete? But, but you're selling a practice where these people have a credit in your office for ninety seven thousand dollars. Yeah, so it, you're it, never going to collect a single penny from them because you technically owe them all of this work. Yeah, it, that uh, typically when they sell practices with a situation like this is that the other dentist has to finish the credit. The credits don't transfer. Yeah, but this guy's only going to be at the practice maybe six months. 
and, until this guy gets sick of him mm-hmm. and basically says, get out, I'll fucking deal with it myself. Mm-hmm. And, Essentially, you're going to lose whatever the goodwill was with those patients yep, with the 97. Gone. They're gone because they won't stay. They're, they're leaving. Well, yeah, because now they've been used to not paying jack shit and they've yeah. had this huge credit. And if you're not going to give it to them, they're not going to stay. Yeah. And then what the fuck? Having a, a non-licensed doctor doing dental work? <laughs> yeah. What the actual fuck? Yeah. I don't give a shit if they've got 97 different licenses from 97 countries out there. If they're not licensed in this country, this practice has been doing illegal works. Yeah. And now you're going to buy it? Yeah. And be liable for everything that's gone before? Just this person that that saw this. I mean, I'm I'm not into causing issues for other dentists and and things like that. But th- this is one of those you got to protect the public. You you should tell the board. What the I mean, what 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 what? We usually see headlines uh like in in Florida yeah. or Georgia because a lot of the like a Cuban dentist comes to America and, and then they do shop in their garage. In their garage. This is essentially the exact same thing. Except, yeah. But I, I'm sorry. Illegal is illegal. Mm-hmm. That is just what it is. Yep. There's no excusing around it. And let me tell you, the second that something goes sh- tits up and one of those patients that you trusted immaculately, things don't work out well, you're going down. Yeah, yeah. What what I find, so that, yeah, and you, the the dentist that let this foreign trained dentist do the work, the thing is, it's a family. The usually when you hear the things that happen in Georgia or, or or Florida, they walk away saying, "Well, we we have no jurisdiction over this person because they don't have a dental license, so nothing ends up happening." So in this situation, the parent, because I think they said it was their daughter, yeah. the parent is going to lose their dental license. Right. The daughter never had one, right. so she nothing happens to her. She's fine, but the parent is who's going to lose his license. Yeah, you're fucked. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So, um. Yeah. Anything else jump out on that one? It just, it's, it was like you hit me with like a shit storm. I know. And I was I, like, that's why I saved it. I didn't want to, didn't say it at the office for you to then think about it. And Well, I almost <laughs> wish I had a minute to think about it because it's just a lot. We can always circle back. I mean, I just, so no, the answer would be no. <laughs> and, and whoever's looking at a third office, how about you just really kick ass in the one office or, or the two? I guess you already have two because this was a, would have been a third. Well, and I get what they're doing. They're trying to figure out a way for them to never have to work and that they can just make income off of these other practices. So, and I get that. This, the, the rationale there, you'll hear this, this, this dental marketing company that does direct to mailers they're, they'll try to appeal to the people, say, hey, w- wouldn't it be great to collect a paycheck on the beach where you own multiple locations so the money's just coming in and you're doing nothing? Really? Are you ever doing nothing? If you're doing nothing, you're not making any money <laughs> because someone's fucking you up the ass. Well, that, the problem is you're, you're, you better be having people that you trust doing all the books and watching things because okay, you're going to get embezzled. If you've been embezzled. in dentistry five hot minutes... I'm sorry. There is not an excessive amount of trustworthy people in dentistry. Everybody in dentistry lies. There's they're all full of bullshit and storytelling uh-huh. and measuring of the dicks, mm-hmm. and it it is 
why you would even think, oh, I really trust this person. Oh, really? Well, she just embezzled $97,000 from the person next to you. So yeah. it. Yeah. Embezzlement is, is much more real than anybody really wants to, to talk about. We have so many friends who have been embezzled because they trusted people. Yeah. And you wonder uh, why I have trust issues. Well, and you wonder why your wife is in the office and she's constantly micromanaging every fucking person because you know what? People are bullshit. Yeah. You're like, my wait. favorite assistant is a felon because I, I trusted her. I loved, her, I wanted to delegate things. And then next thing I know, the police are in my office. Yeah, you almost lost your DEA number and everything else. It was, it was a whole thing. It was, I think the definition of shit show. But I just, I'm like, guys, if you, if you, you're never going to be laying on the beach collecting a paycheck. Right. Well, see, the, the, the strategy that I hear a lot of these guys doing is they want to acquire several. Um, and then sell them And they lot. sell them to a DSO at, you know, multiples of EBITDA. The problem is I heard a little birdie told me that because the inflation and everything has gone up, these big DSOs are leveraged so much that bankruptcy is about... Can Heartland was in the article as something that was likely to be bankrupt. That, that's a billion dollar company, and they're about to go. Yeah, yeah. So now other people said, no, I think that's just kind of on the paper thing. There's pro there's probably leverage, but they um, it, it comes down to like McDonald's is not a burger company; it's a real estate company. They, right. They're they all about the real property. estate. So I think they probably, while one aspect of them is looking bad on paper because Biden added in, you know, another dollar or another percent to inflation and things. Other parts are probably healthy enough to. Well, and you also have the whole concept know. now of just wait for all of these offices to start going under and picking them up for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. And then there's a, there, there you know, I think got, there's a lot of that. You happen. overextend yourself. you got all these practices and all of a sudden nobody wants to come to the dentist and you're like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And now you're like, I got to sell these. And then swoops in Heartland, cleans, cleans up your house. You're at least breaking even, but they're walking away with all your practices. Yeah. Yeah. I, it'll be, it, it's going to be really interesting over the next couple of years because yeah. um, there's only so long bad debts can be carried. I don't even understand half this shit, but I, I know that there's certain things that if uh, it's kind of like with those people that were doing the, the stuff on the internet with um, investing, the, the AMC where they, People were, they knew it was being shorted, so everybody bought and it, it, it rose its um, value. Yeah. And the people trying to short it, they went bankrupt or hurt significantly. Maybe not, maybe didn't go bankrupt, but it was, was not a good thing. Anyway, I don't know all that shit. All I know is buckle up, get pop the popcorn. Well, and just remember, you're either a business owner or you're a doctor. Yeah. Because you can't be both. It's burning the candle at both ends. Something has to give. Yeah. All right, so back to Reddit. Reddit. Uh, th this one in in the dentistry forum, uh, user illustrious bath seven ninety three. All right, that's a weird name. Uh huh. Identify front office as spouse. I think I did tell you this one and said uh, we'll talk about it. I have the most random question ever posted here. But here's the backstory. Wife is the dentist and has a startup office. When we wrote the business plan, I was in charge of finance. So I'm assuming this is the husband's writing this. I was in charge of finance, marketing, etc. All stuff that could be done away from the dental office. Fast forward to today. We are severely understaffed. <laughs> Who isn't? Especially in the front. So I've been watching the front solo. Answering phones, check in, check out, etc. 
Now, almost 70% of our patients live in the same neighborhood we do, so I identify myself as the dentist spouse. This is only when engaging in small talk. Small talk. I do it to create a relationship with the patients because these are literally, literally our neighbors. My wife thinks that thinks it's unprofessional of me to introduce myself in such a way. Thoughts? Should I keep it quiet and act like I just worked there, or is it okay to share that piece of information? I think I can guess your thoughts, but uh... you tell me my thoughts. <laughs> no. Now what? No, I'm not telling you. Well, because I work, I run our front uh-huh. office, and I have done that for twenty four years, and I would say only about. 15 to 18% of our practice knows that we're married. Yeah. We we don't broadcast it. We don't hide it. Half of our pay, uh, staff didn't know we were married until they'd been with us for like a year. Yeah. Uh, and so we don't, well, because it's a professional, it's a professional place. And, you know. And I think, because we, I remember interviewing people to be an assistant and, the the common thing was never work in an office where it's a husband and wife doing the thing. Um, but I think the reason for for that is because sometimes they let the marriage spill over into the office and personal things are happening. Or the the wife might suck at her job, but because she's the 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 boss's wife, she gets has all this power that she wields. Um, so, so we took it as, you know, if nobody knows that we're married, then, then the, the fact we are doesn't, shouldn't be a factor at all. And if they, if they find out later that we are, then clearly we're, we're doing it right because we're not letting the marriage spill over and, and, and affect it. Um, well, because business is business mm-hmm. and our personal life is our personal life. You know, I I am not somebody who wants to have a label of, oh, you're Dr. Timmerman's wife. Mm-hmm. No, I'm married to Lance. I'm not married to Dr. Timmerman. Dr. Timmerman. Because he's kinda, an asshole. He's kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. But, it, you know, because we have, I even the our staff that knows we're uh-huh. married... I feel like because we don't act like we're married and we don't use that label at the office, they can still come to me when they have a concern, Mm -hmm. you know, and they know that I'll address it. Or if there's an issue with a patient, they can come to me and say, hey, what's up with Doc? He's being kind of short and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Right, right. I I think the... I think it all depends. So this person saying, shouldn't I? Well, if you're introducing yourself that way, you're too quick to... to I feel like that's weird. It is weird. First of all, so you have no identity past being the doctor's husband. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. How about just, I'm the office manager. Hi, I'm Charlie. Or I'm Steve. <laughs> Something. Yeah. I mean, why do, you, why do you have to... I mean, none of our patients even know my last name. Yeah. I mean, th- those that have my cell number because they've had surgery my voicemail literally says hey this is holly if i know you and i love you leave a message if i don't don't bother they have no idea what my last name is Mm -hmm. they don't care what my last name is yeah 
They know Holly's going to help me. That's all they need to know. Yeah. Eventually, if they are part of the practice for a long period of time, they usually figure it out. Well, we or... just had the one last month that she had like a weird epiphany. She's been our patient for 22 years. And just last month, she found out that we were married. Who is this? Uh, well, I can't tell you her name. Well, I can bleep it or you could just... Fowler. Oh. Remember, we were. Yeah, I was assisting right. you because our assistant was out of town or something. And we, you had said something or I had said something. And then all of a sudden she goes, wait. You guys are married? That's right. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. How long have you guys been married? I'm like, 30 years. She's like, holy shit. I've been here like 22 of those years and I didn't even know. Yeah. I'm like, yep. Yeah. So so my advice is no. Don't, no, don't broadcast it. Leave it at it. home. You have two separate lives. Mm-hmm. When they interchange, that's when an issue comes the, up. The, the problem is if you can't create some sort of line, then there is no line. And you're, you're, you bring the office home. Well, that was like you the other night. Did you see that email? Nope. It says that I'm like, I am not working. I don't care what the email yeah, says. That was a bit on the urgent side. though. <laughs> then you take care of it, sir. Not I me. did. I did. <laughs> uh, all right. So we got to back with Reddit. Reddit. Uh, st- same group dentistry uh, user Shayla for whatever um why don't people give a shit <laughs> so are we guessing that this is a patient or are we guessing that this is a nope someone in a doctor's office i'm a general dentist so we don't have okay. to guess at all all right i'm a general dentist and i've been practicing almost 10 years so you're a newbie now ten, you're, ten, having, ten. you're having your coming to jesus yeah. realizing that people don't have any respect whatsoever yeah. for you it seems like over the years work ethic has dropped among workers Really? Welcome in the millennials. (laughs) Dental assistants don't care as much about infection control. Schedulers put random appointments at any time of day and don't care to engage with patients. People are more negative and not willing to help. Is this something everyone else is noticing too? Are they from Washington? This sounds very Very northwesty. Sounds very Washington, Oregon, California. Well, and also it kind of depends on, okay, you're a general dentist. Are you working for a DSO? Are you... Do you have no control over the staff? Yeah. I mean, because when, when I've helped out the, the DSOs and things that I've, I've helped with, yeah, those, they, they're there for a paycheck. I mean, honestly, we're all there for a paycheck. Right. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they give no fucks. Well, but you as their employer also need to give a fuck. Yeah. So if you're going through the motions of your job as an example to them Mm -hmm. and you're like i'm fucking gonna sit on facebook every fucking minute i need to not be i don't even want to be here i'm just here to do whatever i have to do and then i'm done well if if you're sloppy with your dentistry they're not going to care about infection control right but even i mean even besides that you have to be engaged you have to see the value of being there yourself Uh because if you don't set that example to somebody they're certainly not going to care more than you do. This is your business. Mm-hmm. And it. I find that, like, I find that our staff, when I am 100% engaged in the office up front, mm-hmm. they're, they're at least trying to be engaged. Right, right. Well, and we're, we're kind of changing the, the, really the style of practice. Um, we're focusing pretty it's much just, just on... on it, well, we're just doing a lot of stuff. 
we're trying to find. No, we're different. we're fine tuning it down to, to to just a few basic things, right? And, which allows us to now focus on on the concierge aspect of of the treatment because right. we're we have to create the environment that someone would spend that kind of money to right. to do that. So and our staff, you know, I had to have a little coming to Jesus with them last week because I'm like. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You guys either need to be in or out. And if I have to micromanage you and I have to check your work and I have to check this and that, it's not going to last long. Yeah. So this uh, this user um, is, uh, must be a dentist. Ravioli George. Okay. Every time I've seen assistants or dentists not care about infection control, it's usually because the clinic has pushed speed over quality. The amount of times I was told off for following infection control by a dentist or other staff was shocking. I love my job as an assistant, but I want to do it right. I want patients to see that if we're not cut, that we're not cutting corners and valuing their safety in regards to hygiene. Some dentists don't like that because that means that sometimes I have to change gloves, and that means I've taken five more seconds or wasted a pair of gloves. I can't speak for every single clinic, but that is what I've personally seen. Yeah, I I never balk at the I mean sometimes I put gloves on sat down and went oh shit and I got to take them right off and throw them away as I leave the, the operatory because we just have a rule leave the operatory no gloves because you, no one else knows if they're Where never they used they, they're just going to assume it came from that big bloody mouth and now you're out and about so yeah but again you you're working for a businessman in that type of a setting and not a dentist because a dentist is going to care about that stuff more than the five cents it costs for that pair of gloves. Yeah. And a businessman, every five cents matters. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, when I've talked to some dentists and they're, they're all about like incentivizing the staff to, to cut costs and things so they get their, their, their office overhead for the supplies down to 3.5%. A, a healthy office is about 5%. So they're saying it should be 3.5. Wahoo, we're going to bonus you for making it 3.5. Well, how about... What are you cutting? That, that's the thing. Like Clint was at one of the offices and they were out of impression material. So they said, well, then just use this alginate. It was like alginate for a crown? You fucking idiot. Um, well, and that's the thing that always is mind-boggling to me. So you have these big, huge corporations... And you've hired business-minded people to run them, but they have no idea what any of the supplies is actually for and how it works. Well, and I hate when they say, well, this is just as good. It's just the same thing. You know, like RC prep for a root canal. It's a, it lubricates and it, it disinfects, does all the, well, we just, here's some EDTA. Well, that's only one of the ingredients to RC prep. There's so many more things that RC prep is that EDTA liquid isn't. But they don't know or well, care. That's, that's the thing that's crazy to me. Yeah. That you would hire somebody to be in charge of supplies and not require them to know what each item is in the su- supply rung. And you can't just interchange products. That's not how it works. Yeah, it, it that drives me crazy. So... All right. This is uh, from Facebook. Uh, This person says, my front desk and assistant are on a birthday trip to Punta Cana on a plane next to a hygiene there with her office of eight on a thank you trip. She was just letting me know. 
What do you think of vacationing with the staff, Holly? Um, well, we've done it. And and how's that gone? Well, it was great when we had Amy and um, Shelly and all of those guys, and they kind of did their own thing, and I we did our own thing. And Oh, then you never heard the backlash. They hated that. They thought we ditched them, and they wanted because they felt like we should have paid for more fuck you and and maggie didn't even go because she just wanted us to cash her out because her husband wouldn't allow her out of his sight she wanted the money the value the cash value of it and we're like no here's an opportunity it's ce yeah we're going to the ada convention in hawaii i'm not making you go to the thing so you either want it or you don't want it it's not it's not a cash out thing right because I'm getting nothing from the cash out. So I'm sorry your husband doesn't trust you to be out of eyesight from him. Uh-huh. That seems like a therapy situation, not a, a bring it to work situation. Right. But even we went to Miami a couple years ago. I brought my hygienist and my assistant and they got in a fight and uh, the hygienist was off looking for a husband. So she was partying and then didn't show up the next morning for the actual conference itself and then then quits on Monday. Uh, I I think work's great. Go to work, enjoy your people you work with, but I'm not vacationing with you. Yeah. But we haven't really vacationed with staff. We've only taken them to CE. Right. But if we do a CE in an exotic location, you can make it a vacation. Yeah. But that's a vacation for us, not them. Yeah. So we've never, ever vacationed with staff. Yeah. This is. And I don't ever plan to yeah I, I just think it's a bad idea to try to do well i think it also sets you up as the doctor to rumors or um just scenarios that are could be dangerous yeah yeah it's uh and this, this was an office of eight on a thank you trip so um because i had a friend not long uh right about the time i screenshotted this one another person um was given a trip to some place he referred to. I think it was an oral surgeon. And as a thank you, it was putting him and the staff on a cruise. They're going to go on a cruise soon. And we wouldn't take no for an answer. And I'm like, you're going to lose some staff. The some Somebody's going to get their feelings hurt. Someone's going to think something. Unless your staff has all been there for 20 years and, and everybody knows each other really, really well. Well, also, it depends. Are you allowing sp- st- uh, spouses to come? Because if you're allowing spouses to come, then it's a vacation. We might all be on the same boat, but uh-huh. this is not a personal voyage for all of us. You do you. If I see you, I will promise to not snuff you. <laughs> I will say hello and move on my merry way. Because uh-huh. if it's truly a thank you, it's not a let's travel together staff. Mm-hmm. We just all happen to be on the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I don't recall any other details other than it was going to be a cruise. He did a screenshot of the love boat and uh, saying, oh, "I'm going on a cruise." And um, I kind of got the. F- I think the staff, uh, the the spouses were going as well. Because then it's like, here's a gift for you and your spouse to go on this cruise on this date. Enjoy. Yeah. To each one of your employees. No, 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 no. We're not traveling together. I'm not getting a limo for all of us to meet and get taken to the boat. Get your ass there. If you miss the boat, you miss the boat. I don't give a shit. It is what it is. Sounds good to me. That's how I roll. <laughs> okay, here's another person, just a, just a dentist, 
just their status. So it wasn't like in a specific group or anything like that. Or maybe it was in a group and I, I cut off where the, what group it was. But so this dentist, she says, I fucking loathe cleaning ladies. They want it all. Just had one that had verbally accepted the position yesterday. Wait, like hygienist yeah. or like a cleaning for the office? Hygienist. Okay. Um, just had one that verbally accepted the position yesterday and just called to say she thinks she needs more pay and is going to see what else is out there and then get back to me. She would be making 40% of her collections, which is already a crap business decision on my part with her hourly, but they have us by the fucking balls. I did the cleaning teeth thing. It's bullshit. How are people affording this? So this one, this dentist, she's in a, a area in the Midwest where, well, like everywhere, there there's a shortage of hygienists. Well, I don't and- actually think that there's a shortage of hygienists. I think you have so many of these DSOs that have 47 hygienists working for them that have them by the balls. So there's only a couple left yeah. for the average practice. So there's it's, the DSOs have created the shortage because they've come in yeah. and, and scooped them all up. To create this now, this this chain of, of you got to see two uh, well, two yeah. quads in an hour. This is not about quality care. Now yeah. it's a it's a mill. Because I had that one hygienist. She moved up from uh, California, and she was used to seeing three patients in an hour, twenty minutes pretty much per per patient. And so when I gave her, I said, "Oh, you could only have one per hour, and you could you you just one at a time in sixty minutes." The problem was she was so used to 20 minutes that she was done with my patient within 20 minutes. And I'm like, you have 30 more to go. You, you, well, and then I would go in to do the exam and, you know, she doesn't understand that what calculus looks like, the, the brown granular stuff. Because well, all they're doing is polishing people. It was people. 100%. And they were dipping the, the profi cup into the profi paste One twice. Time. You know, one for the upper arch, one for the lower arch. So they spread it all because they certainly don't want to remove any enamel. Educate yourself, you motherfuckers. <laughs> educate yourself. Stop listening to hearsay and educate yourself. Yeah, she she was there for three weeks. It, it didn't last long. Um, I just hate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I I do too. I just, I just, yeah. Okay, here's the one where I got tagged, and uh, this was in a, a, a dental group that you would not want to be in. Anyway, she, she says, I'm going to just leave this here. Lance, I, I feel this post in and of itself is an entire podcast episode. So we'll start. We've got 20 minutes. Um, we'll see if this is... We've only been talking for 20 minutes? No, 20 minutes left. Out of how many minutes? We've, 40. So we've only been talking for 20 minutes? No, we've been talking for 40. Oh, okay. I okay. I shoot for an hour. Okay, I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, what's the fuck? <laughs> so this we'll see forever. We'll, we'll see where this goes. Now, this is this is from a group. Um, well, the 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 subject is from a group. Now, okay. I'm not in this group for starting up a practice. Okay. So essentially, this person screenshot a group. Now, I don't know if they have a, a rule in their group of no screenshots or anything like that. Because okay. now I just I, I just won't use this person's name so they won't get in trouble. Okay. All right. My front desk and dental assistant speak Hispanic. I'm thinking to tap into the local Hispanic supermarket. I heard Dr. Anissa Broussard Holmes, founder of Delivering Wow, said she placed ads in the free newspaper and magazine at the Hispanic supermarkets in Florida and had great success. I went to the Rancho. In 1988. I went to the El Rancho and the Rio Grande near us in, in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. 
and they don't have any free newspapers and magazines at the front of the stores. Is putting it's not 1988. It's not is putting a table at the front of the store ground marketing. The only way to reach out to the Hispanic population here. First of all, wait, is there? I think a screenshot. Racist. I, I guess. First of all, racist. that you don't speak Hispanic. <laughs> you speak Spanish. Racist. <laughs> I think someone commented uh, that uh, that's a, this form of racism. It's um, not reverse racism. Uh, something. Um, Oh, and I think they, one of the com- the person, did I? Well, you better hope your front office and your assistant like you because going around saying they speak Hispanic, they might not like you. And if you find them in the corner talking Hispanic to one another, they're probably talking shit about you in Spanish. Well, if you're so <laughs> fucking stupid that you think they're speaking Hispanic, <laughs> you got bigger problems. Uh, and then person says... <laughs> And I've been to Cancun, so I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I just, I'm like, I don't even, the whole thing, again, most people don't read the newspaper. Even Spanish-speaking people, they have Facebook, they have Twitter, they have Instagram, they have all of that. So if you'd like to tap into their marketplace, go where they are. Go where they are. But what, what's your thought about having a, a table at the front of the store? Are are you going to sit at the table all day long? To me, that just reeks of desperation. And what I do, I want to go to a discount brain surgeon. Well, why would I want to go it, to somebody it, who puts a table at the front of it a also grocery seems store? Very targeting. It, well, like, it's desperate. Yeah, you're. You clearly suck ass because you're putting a table at the fucking front of the store. You don't think you could get the clientele any other way than a free newspaper? First of all, that should be your first trigger. I want them to pay for this. Mm -hmm. So why are you looking for the people that would take the free newspaper? Yeah. You, You want the people that are reading the really expensive magazine. Yeah. Not the free shit. Because that, that means discretionary income. But I mean, this is still coming from a person. Their, their business model is just get people in to get them to do a cleaning and then just treat them really, really, really well. And they'll love you. And then when there's a need, they'll just trust you to, to take care of them. They'll pay you with, on Tuesday? Unicorns and rainbows, yeah. What was the guy from? Wimpy. Wimpy. I'm glad to pay you for Tuesday for a hamburger today. Yeah. Oh, this was one. This probably should be a separate episode. So we'll, we'll just touch uh, on this. Um, Is my head going to explode? Get an award for America's Best Dentist. Oh, we didn't. I, we didn't. Okay. We've never shared your that good whole... news. <laughs> do, do we want to share the good news today? I feel like that's a lot to unplug here. So <laughs> stay tuned for next episode because <laughs> I, I, I did something just to prove my point and it worked. It, it yeah, I think some, yeah. Yeah. Because um, I was like, this stuff's bullshit. And then it all just... <laughs> it was yeah. true. I, it was true. Then it was even more bullshit than I thought. So, good on me. Are all we right. done? I, I, I think I think we should probably just call it good. Because okay, I need some coffee. It's It's been it's been a month. 
let's let's let uh, let it all sink in. Okay. So, uh, did you have a song that you'd like to finish the show with? No. Um. Um. Because we recently saw. Uh, a concert. We could do Boys of Fall because it's fall now. Boys of Fall. What's that? Yeah, it's Kenny Chesney. Oh, I don't. I've. Why the fuck would I know that? Because you've seen him in concert multiple. Oh, times. and I sing along every song, don't I? You do. Don't. <laughs> don't be lying to people. Okay, so we shall do Boys of Fall. So tell me about Kenny Chesney. Where's he from? I don't know. Somewhere down south. <laughs> is it like Tennessee or something like that? I actually think he's from Florida, the Keys. Oh, really? I thought Florida he was Tennessee. Keys. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe. He's very cute. <laughs> we should probably know this. Why do I need to know it? It's not going to prevent me from listening to his songs. No. I, so, generally, I would Google artists and give a background on who they are, where they're from, how long they've been you know, singing, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, what's Boys of Fall about? But, uh, football season. Okay. So, it's football related? Yeah. Okay. It's an awesome song. It's not like uh, playoff baseball? No. Because the Mariners, after 21 years, are finally in the playoffs. Hold their heads out of their asses. But it has nothing to do with Kenny Chesney and the Boys of Fall. But I love this song. All right. So, for those that like country music, here's Kenny Chesney and the Boys of Fall. Boys of fall. Well, it's 
Oh